Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series, the number one podcast for brain injury and concussion resources. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Dr. Jonathan Hartman all about traumatic brain injury. This episode is brought to you by Integrated Brain Centers. Located in Denver, Colorado, Drs. Shane Studman and Perry Maynard are experts in functional neurology and treat complex concussion cases from around the country. With over 20 years of combined experience, they are leaders in helping patients who are suffering from post-concussion symptoms, including dizziness, vertigo, headaches, dysautonomia, and more. For your free consultation, you can find them online at integratedbraincenters.com. Hello, I am Amy Zalmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Goodman Project, and have published four books on the topic of brain injury and concussion. All are available on Amazon. Additionally, I'm editor-in-chief of the Brain Health Magazine, and you can grab your free digital subscription at thebrainhealthmagazine.com. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. Also, I invite you to join my private Facebook group, Amy's TBI Tribe, to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. Today, our guest is Dr. John Hartman, and he is a chiropractic neurologist with more than a decade of experience using gold standard diagnostics and advanced therapeutics to develop individualized treatment plans for concussions. Dr. Hartman sustained a head trauma and herniated discs in high school. Soon after, constant headaches impacted his concentration and brain function. Within a few months of non-invasive treatments from a chiropractor, he was back to normal, solidifying his commitment to becoming a healthcare professional. So welcome to the podcast, Dr. John. So happy to have you here today. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So, Dr. John, you know, you you kind of came to this with personal experience. So maybe give our listeners a little background on, you know, what happened and how that brought you to being a, a functional neurologist. Uh, sure. So uh, first off, thanks for having me on your show. This is an honor and a privilege, so I'm really grateful for this. Um, this all started... Oh, gosh, I was 14. Um, I hurt my head playing football. I uh, sustained a pretty bad concussion. And um, in addition to a debilitating lower back injury with multiple herniated discs, almost needing surgery, uh, shortly thereafter, I suffered a, a pretty substantial concussion in football. And that basically set the stage for my life's work because at the time in which I sustained that impact, very little research was done on concussions and traumatic brain injuries. And as you know, especially on post-concussion syndrome and the aftermath of symptoms that can linger for years following a head trauma. Mm -hmm. And 
continuing throughout sports uh, with the unawareness of symptoms that I was suffering from made my academic abilities challenging, to say the very least. And uh, going throughout college and continuing to play football, uh, it was the, how do I say this? Um, the, the cognitive difficulties that followed me after not just the concussion I sustained when I was 14, but the, the several other concussions, because when we were kids, these things were, you know, really. Yeah, we didn't know better. Ad, ad, admittingly so. And um, the t- standard treatment was just completely different than what it is today. And uh, after going to a chiropractor and then getting more involved into this field and studying functional neurology, uh, this really set the stage for my life's work with making me understand that therapies were possible that didn't exist. And when the cognitive clouds started to part ways, so to speak, that's when things really took off. And I've been blessed to, I think, um, recover substantially from my head injuries and hopefully serve as a beacon of light to, to serve those people who are still suffering. Uh, not mm. so from the musculoskeletal component of severe and debilitating back pain, but also from brain fog and, and cognitive consequences from the history of my head traumas. Yeah, and, you know, I think um, anyone who's followed me for a while, I think, uh, knows how passionate I am about functional neurology. But for anyone new listening, you know, I, I think people – associate chiropractors with just, you know, adjusting your neck, neck and back. Um, but those of you trained specifically um, in chiropractic neurology, functional neurology, um, you guys have a very unique approach um, to working with people with brain injury and concussion. And it's non-invasive. And you guys get to the root of the problem. Um, you know, for me, uh, I spent two and a half years going to anyone with neuro in their name, <laughs> neurologist, the neuropsychologist, the neurooptimologist. No one could help me. They kept telling me I was fine and there was nothing they could do. And I knew I wasn't okay. Um, I'd been a high-functioning business owner running a photography studio for almost 20 years at that time, and now I couldn't even remember what I did two minutes ago. Um, right. so I knew I wasn't okay. And my eyes, I could tell my dizziness was coming from my eyes. I was a photographer, so I was super in tune with my eyes. And I remember the neurologist telling me, oh, that's, that's not possible. That's, that's not a thing. And, you know, fast forward to finding functional neurology, and the first thing <laughs> that he said to me was, it's your eyes. They're not tracking together. And I was like, oh, hallelujah, somebody believes me, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. validating. It's, it's one of the most important things that we do in our, in our examination is, is the study of the eye movements because – when patients come to our office, they typically have either like lab work, like blood lab work, or they've had CTs, MRIs, which are all really important, right? Is that you have to rule out, you know, uh, yeah. different types of trauma, infections, right, from, from brain injuries. So you're looking at structural pathological damage, and that's life-saving. But that doesn't necessarily always tell you about the function of one's brain. 
And to your point, Amy, we use in our office video nystagmography or VNG, which are these high-fidelity infrared cameras that track, monitor, and quantify the way the eyes move. And as I'm sure your audience knows at this point, is that the eyes are the windows of our soul and they're direct projections of our brain. And we need our eyes to be able to accurately track moving targets, give us our sense of awareness and and spatial representation in the world. And we couple the intricate study of the eyes with the, with balance, ocular motor function, balance and autonomics to help find what areas of the brain are not functioning well. And that's how we design our rehabilitative programs based on where those neurological deficits are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that I, I just feel like functional neurology was the biggest missing link for me and for many people who continue to struggle. You know, we're high functioning, we can walk, we can talk. Doctors just miss us. We're often told it's in our head. You're just depressed. I know they wanted to put me on antidepressants and Ritalin, um, but I just mm. intuitively knew, you know, those weren't those weren't the answers. They weren't going to fix what was wrong with my brain. I landed on my head. I knew that this was a bigger problem than you know being depressed or having ADD. Um, you know, so, and I'm sure you have thousands of stories of people who've come into your office, you know, in a similar, similar situation. And, um, you know, what, what would be some of the biggest symptoms that you see people come to you with um, who, who don't even maybe understand that it's related to their brain injury? That's a good question, Amy. I think a lot of these symptoms are, generally symptoms that they have no, they don't attribute their their head injury from. You know, there's people with acute concussions like my athletes that, that, you know, knock their head in in a sporting event and they obviously have, let's say, headaches or neck pain because it's an acute injury. But then you also have the ones who might have had a concussion, you know, five to 50 years ago and they don't realize how that affected their current state today. Uh, it could be from chronic neck pain for the last 15 years because they had a snowboarding accident, or they might get a little anxious or have some emotional mm-hmm. governance uh, problems, and they don't tie in the fact that if they have a low-functioning frontal lobe from a head trauma, how that's right. influencing their, their emotional state. You know, it's, I guess people might be aware of some of the more obvious things like dizziness and lightheadedness mm-hmm. and um, maybe passing out or, um, or or having symptoms of vertigo and migraines. But then there's other ones of just anxiety, depression, uh, subtle tremor that they might not correlate what they, what they think of the textbook concussion as. And we try to look at the person as a human being and not just a, a list of symptoms to help them tie in how that event can that how that event might have influenced how they're feeling today. Yeah, and I think you bring up a really important point because so many are written off and as mental health problems. And while it yes, it's a mental health problem, you have anxiety or depression, um, the root 
isn't coming from mental health. The root is coming from the brain injury or concussion. Right. Um, yeah. And if I yeah, couldn't and open I, my job or keep my job, like what you just said as a photographer, yeah. because when I'm looking through the lens, I can't focus on my target. It's going to make me pretty frustrated, probably yeah. a little anxious and a little irritable that I was high functioning and now I'm just, I'm just existing. Barely. <laughs> and, and, and I think too, you know, the other, the other key that was an aha moment for me was learning that often after a brain injury, we're stuck in fight or flight mode and we can't turn it off. And that oh, regarding leads, the you know, sympathetic like, overdrive. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. your startle reflex and noise sensitivity, often noise sensitivity isn't a brain problem per se. It's, it's, that overload problem with your integration issue. Yeah, thank you. That's yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that that this is so missed in traditional healthcare. And again, we're written off as having mental health, and and all the therapy in the world isn't going to fix the problem because the problem lies within our brain integration yeah, system. I think that we're getting more notoriety now to, to people like you who are helping us serve and reach more people because, you know, at the Hartman Center, we work pretty intimately with orthopedics, orthopedics and, and neurosurgery because there's an absolute time and place for life-threatening emergencies. And when something is considered non-surgical and the, the standard of care is typically, you know, medical management of symptoms, it doesn't necessarily change the function of that person's being and so often cognitive deficits can be consequences of traumatic brain injuries and even at the lowest level of injury severity concussion and and traumatic brain injury you can have upwards of 65 percent of moderate to severe tbi patients can report long-term problems with cognitive functioning and that's just a recently published article from just a few years ago on the cognitive, cognitive uh, consequences of traumatic brain injuries. And in functional neurology, that is one of the most important things that we have to, to understand and examine and, and try to retrain is those areas of the brain that are suffering from, from suboptimal function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what, a typical, a, a typical, I use that in air quotes, treatment plan looks like for you because I know with functional neurology, it's not cookie cutter, right? It's not, yeah. it's much more individualized on the person and based on your findings of that individual person. But in general, you know, what does a typical, um, you know, tr- exam and treatment plan look like at the Hartman Center? So typically we have a discovery call uh, and a consultation first just to find out if we were right fit for one another. So patients typically bring in their labs, their completed intake forms, and we just talk, just the two people trying to figure out what have you gone through, how has it impacted your life, what are you looking for, and how I think I can serve you. And then once we find out that we're going to be a good fit for one another, then that's when we schedule the exam. And I think, Amy, that's where the real, the real magic happens then because that exam takes several hours. 
And it's a really comprehensive neurological examination that looks into various aspects of function of someone's brain. Now, that's not just balance and someone being able to just get up from the seated position, but that's also monitoring the heart rate and the heart rate variability and all of their autonomics, like you just mentioned with that uh, fight-or-flight response and sympathetic hyperdrive, is we're looking at their autonomics. We're looking at how well can they balance themselves. And then we're also looking at their ocular motor or the way their eyes move. And we're tying that triad together with an orthopedic neurological examination with finding out through different areas of the brain having relevance through you sort of things like the uh, tendon reflexes and whether or not people have the same sensations on one side of the body versus the other. So we couple all of those things and we also add cognitive testing to our examination. And then after that, we take all of these things together into a report of findings so that we make sure that the patient understands what we think their problem might be stemming from. And then together, we collaborate on what we think a treatment approach will look like. Yeah. And I want to go back and reiterate how you you stated that their initial exam is several hours. Um, Cause I know for me, I was like blown away. Um, my, I believe mine was about three hours and up until yeah. that point, no one had spent more than about a half hour with me except for my neuropsych exam, which is like four hours, but that's a totally different thing. Um, but yeah, no one had spent more than about 30 minutes with me. Um, and so I was just so blown away that this exam was going to be three hours. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember getting into this thinking, like, how, what can you do for three hours? And now a decade into this, I honestly wish I had five hours, but because there's so much to, to examine, there's so much to talk about, but it, it it's really something special, Amy, because you know, with the patients that we've had the privilege of serving, you know, we hear that so often where no one's ever taken the time to explain that. And, mm-hmm. you know, we feel humble. We feel blessed because I'm just a facilitator. I'm just a person who really loves to help people. And um, I want to see people improve the way I've had the privilege of improving. And it's people like you through channels like this that hopefully they can hear our message and they can genuinely hear from the tone of our voice that we just want to serve. We want to make people better. That's our tagline. Is our trademark is bettering brains, bettering bodies. And, you know, I have my, my long history of orthopedic issues and, and cognitive issues from my head traumas. And if I can give someone the opportunity to remediate their deficits the way I have, that's, I know that's why I'm put on this earth, and that's exactly what I want to do. I say the word remediation very specifically because I'm sure you and your audience have heard of, of cognitive rehabilitation mm-hmm. versus cognitive remediation. Um, when you think of uh, the historical concepts of the brain, is in the past we've always thought that, excuse me, that the brain was hardwired and it was unchangeable, right, that you couldn't. You couldn't change, mm, right? Right. Once you had a head trauma or you had a stroke, once that function 
cannot be altered once it's damaged, okay, or if you're born, quote, air quotes, limited, that's as good as it's going to get, right? Your, your disabilities are permanent, they're lifelong, and with your, with your brain injury, you have limited academic achievement. So with rehabilitation, typically or historically, what has only been offered is accommodations and modifications. Mm-hmm. I lay very heavy onto that because one of the most important things that I have to educate my patients on is that we are offering a remediation approach where we offer individualized patient programming and not just accommodating them. So let's say, Amy, if you take a, um, a mold removal company, right? You had, a, you had a leak in your office. Now you have water in the, in the walls, and now you have mold, right? Company comes in. They say, Amy, you know, there's a lot of mold here. This is pretty bad, toxic. This can cause, right, an acquired brain injury. Now, what does right. a mold removal company do, right? Well, they typically rip down the wall. They debris the mold, and they put up a new wall, right? They remediate, and they fix the issue. If I was the mold removal company and I said, you know, I've got this new paint primer, and I'm just going to schlack this on top of that mold, but don't worry, you should be fine. Chances are you're not going to like that because all I did was make you look on paper. Yeah, it looks like brand-new sheetrock looks like brand new white paint but i didn't necessarily fix your underlying issue i just quickly accommodated you and provided a modification so that you can continue going about your business but i don't necessarily think that i served you in the best capacity and i think what functional neurology has offered and this program that i offer in training is exactly what we're looking for, which is a cognitive remediation platform. I love that analogy. And, you know, I, I just, you know, I mean, I know doctors are doing the best they, only, they can. They only know what they know. Um, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Um, but I just, you know, my heart just goes out to so many people who, struggle, you know, because where do you typically go first? Your, your GP, your general practitioner. And they may send you to a neurologist or a neuropsychologist or, you know, wherever you make it sent. And I feel like we just get stuck in this hamster wheel of just getting shuffled from doctor to doctor. And nobody really gives you answers. They might try cognitive therapy, like you mentioned. They might try PT you might get lucky and get some vision therapy, um, but it really requires a much more integrative approach. You, like from my experience of going through functional neurology and, you know, we were working on my vision and throwing a tennis ball back and forth while, while standing on a basu ball, right? Like, Mm-hmm. incorporating all these systems at once and really trying to get those brain, you know, the brain to fire. Um, and, you know, I just feel like so many people are just missing out on this because our traditional healthcare system is failing them. 
And yeah. you know, that's why I am so passionate about it. No, it's people like you, Amy. I really appreciate this because it's uh, unfortunately, uh, well, you are correct is that the standard of care, the standard of care is great for the patients that it applies for. And for people with traumatic and acquired brain injuries, when trying to reintegrate those various neurological systems, which prior to your brain injury, you were able to do on autopilot. You didn't need Mm -hmm. help being able to do it because you were born healthy. And unfortunately, when we suffer these traumas and we have uh, structural or pathological damage to our central nervous system, it, it takes a lot of different hands on deck and in, in, in functional neurology that is where I think we have really helped harness our craft is to help with the reintegration of those various systems and underlying mechanisms where we take those different uh, deficiencies and help retrain them to optimize our brain function and recently at the Hartman Center one of the most uh, exciting things that we've had the pleasure uh, of bringing forth to the healthcare field is this platform uh, of cognitive brain training. Uh, and if you don't mind, I would love to, to talk about this because I, ha- if you can see the smile on my face, Amy, of how exciting this is and <laughs> what patients have said about this, this has been, it's been a game changer and, and that's taken directly from our patients. Um, so, um, yeah, I would love to talk about that. Yeah, please, please do. So, so obviously the last couple of years, it's been really hard um, to just treat people with the current state of, of the world. And uh, with that said, we've been able to actually pivot and offer a virtual platform, too. So we're obviously back up and running full operational in person. But over the last couple of years, we've had to improvise. So what we actually brought to the United States uh, is a program called Cognitive Brain Training. Uh, it's the first program in the United States that offers a extremely comprehensive cognitive remediation platform where we combined cognitive training, aerobic exercise, mindfulness curriculum, and live real-time progress tracking to help with the cognitive deficits associated with brain injuries. And we found that over the last couple years of offering this program that we can actually improve higher orders of cognitive function, meaning attention, concentration, memory, response inhibition, all of these areas we've been able to treat, not just in person, but we've been able to offer this remotely. So as long as our patients have a a computer with a webcam because as you know a lot of people with brain injuries don't necessarily have the ability to drive anymore Mm -hmm. or their caretaker has to drive them to therapy therapy might be two hours long and it might be 45 minutes away and that's a part-time job for the caretaker to take time out of their day to bring their loved one to therapy and doesn't really matter where you live now as long as you've got an internet connection I can serve you and program we've had several patients in the program now for a while and it if you check out our YouTube channel at the Hartman Center you'll see some of the patients who have been through the program and don't take it from my word take it from them that the fact that they've had their life changed 
and to be able to offer this to them has been such a blessing. It's been such a privilege. I've, I've worked with patients from wheelchairs to I've gotten to work with patients from being in wheelchairs to help them getting to stand on a walker to a cane and not needing a cane. And I think that this was a missing piece in their treatment was working on their cognitive deficits mm-hmm. and feeling that fog of just not being able to concentrate or walking into a room and forgetting why you walked in there and being able to, to improve their self-awareness, their attentional control, their emotional regulation. And these things are life-changing and they're long-lasting because we're, we're actually improving the efficiency of connections within the areas of the brain. You know, if you, if you, we're not just trying to accommodate their deficit and provide workarounds. We're literally trying to improve through structural changes in the brain, lasting changes. And this has been validated, Amy, because what we've been able to do is use uh, functional MRI testing and show that the white matter tracks within the brain are actually getting smaller within different areas. Now, that might sound bad on paper because, well, why is this area of the brain getting smaller? Well, what's happening is that the area of the brain is actually becoming more efficient. So rather than having a highway with five to seven lanes across and a lot of cars and a few accidents here and there, and the cars are going, you know, they're normal 55 miles an hour, well, what if you can make a super highway, two lanes, there's never an accident, and the cars are always going at 100 miles an hour. It's more efficient. It's safer. So it doesn't need to be five lanes across. So the brain doesn't have to divert so much of its resources to maintaining five lanes when it can make a super highway at two lanes. And that's what our cognitive brain training does. Yeah, and such a great explanation or analogy, I guess that would be, um, of the highways. Um, I think that's a really great uh, visual for people to help them understand. Um, and, it, it, you know, it is. It, it, I have met so many people who've gone through functional neurology. You know, when I started my group uh, seven years ago now, um, nobody knew. I didn't know functional neurology yet. Um, it was only about five years ago that I found it. And I, like, you know, talk about it all the time. <laughs> As people who listen to this podcast know, um, but now in the in the Facebook group, when people talk about their dizziness or their balance or their cognitive or their emotions, everybody chimes in. Have you tried functional neurology? And it makes me really? so happy to have seen this huge shift. Because, like I said, five years ago we weren't talking about it, and now it comes up every day in the group. And um, I, I, you know, I just know. That's a and, feather you know, in your hat, Amy, to all of your is. hard work. It is. It really is. And, That's, I, and no, it makes me so happy get, to hear that. Don't get me wrong. It, it might not work for everyone, right? Like there's just some really complex cases that it just might not work for. And, and you might not get back to 100%. Um, but if you're only at functioning at like 30% of your old self and you can get back to 70, that's a huge improvement, right? 
And I know for me, I got back to about 70 to 80%. And in the last year and a half, I'd say I'm, I'm more at like 90. Um, I definitely still have days. Isn't it? I I still have days where I'm foggy or fuzzy or have headaches, but they're, they're far and few between now. Um, That's so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. to what you just um, said with Dr. that quality John, of life. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say is that it's that quality of life that we meticulously try to tease out in the assessment of someone yeah. when we first meet them is to find out where where are they finding their deficiencies from. And it's very important for us to understand their goals in that assessment so that we know how to ensure that we've quantified our outcomes because during our during our path to better health like through our cognitive brain training program as well as we are constantly tracking data of the patient in real time every day trying to find benchmarks to know where are we making changes where are we not where do we need to pivot where do we need to to make uh, a subtle left turn to ensure that that patient continues to thrive. Um, I have one last analogy that I would love to offer you and your listeners is when we think of a plant, and I got this from a dear friend of mine, this analogy, a dear friend of mine down in Texas, is when you look at a plant and and a plant is wealthy, what does a a plant typically need to thrive? It needs food, water, and oxygen, right? When when a plant is wilting, what do you give it? You either you probably give it what it needs, right? Food, water, or oxygen. You don't just throw it in the closet with the lights off, don't let it get any sun, don't give it any water, and pray that the thing gets healthy. So, <laughs> but when it comes to you and I with our brain injuries, as humans, what do we need? Food, water, oxygen, love, right? As, as that might be the only thing that separates us from a plant. I'm speaking in basic terms, but if the plant is wilting, we don't just spray the leaves green. And when it came to my head traumas and, and potentially even yours, Amy, and correct me if I'm wrong, is there's a time and a place for medication. But if we're just medicating and the plant is still wilting, you might just be spraying the leaves green right now. And at the Hartman Center, what we're really taking pride in is not spraying the leaves green. We're trying to give the plant what it needs to grow and thrive. Hmm. That's another great analogy. <laughs> Thank you so much for those. I think analogies are just so helpful for people to kind of like wrap their head around it. Uh, Amy, um, so I'm, a, I'm a simple person. So when I explain <laughs> this in simple terms, it sticks with me. Um. So we're just about out of time, um, and this has been such a great conversation, um, but I just want to ask, you know, if you have any final words of wisdom, some parting thoughts for our listeners today. Um, I think it's important to find, uh, find us. Find us. Let us help you. Um, you know, you're not alone. Help is possible, and it's even it's more possible than you ever could have imagined. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really important is that you don't have to go through this alone. There's people out there that generally want to serve you, that want to help you, and they want to get you back to 
where you deserve to be. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. John, thank you so much for being here today. And anyone listening, um, we do have a clickable link in the show notes. So wherever you are listening to this, um, you can click through to the HartmanCenter.com um, if you have any, if you want to get any more information or connect with Dr. John Hartman. Um, thank you so much for being here today and sharing with everyone. Amy, thank you for what you do. I really appreciate this. This was, this was so much fun. Um, thank <laughs> you again for everything and thank you for all your listeners. Yeah, thank you so much. Such great information today. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just another big thank you to our sponsor, Integrated Brain Centers. You can book your free consultation at integratedbraincenters.com. And you can find previous podcast episodes on most streaming platforms, such as iTunes, or directly at facesoftbi.com. And be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And also please join our private Facebook group, Amy's TBI Tribe. Again, thank you for listening. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you in the next episode.